Good morning. I'm so pleased to be speaking again with Superintendent of Minneapolis Public Schools, Ed Graff. Hi, Ed. Good morning, Emily. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So we're in the thick of distance learning now. So if you would explain to us what distance learning focuses on. Yeah, so we're wrapping up our our spring break uh, today and then uh, beginning Monday, April 6th, we'll start our distance learning uh, for our students in Minneapolis Public Schools. Um, And that's currently expected to last until our school buildings um, open again um, on May 4th. So distance learning for us, um, obviously, it's, it's a change of practice. It's a change of uh, delivery of instruction and how students will be engaging in their learning. But it's, it's doing schoolwork from home. And our students will either be doing that online or through um, paper packets or educational um, learning materials that they'll be receiving. And we're really focusing on, I guess, holistically a couple things through this whole process. First and foremost for me is to make sure that um, – students understand the importance of our connection and relationship that we have with them. You know, we've got an amazingly dedicated group of teachers who are constantly um, making contact with our students um, since we've been in in this this state of closure. And we want to make sure that that is maintained as best as possible throughout this time period. Uh, The other piece that we're committed to is providing those connections to learning. We know that it's going to be different, um, but we still want to make sure that our students are getting access to high-quality learning um, ideas and concepts and and content areas. So what we will see is we'll see learning content in each subject area. It won't be focused necessarily on the time spent doing it. Um, You know, that is a huge shift when you go to distance learning is that in a school day you have six and a half hours where students are in school. And with distance learning, you know, it's going to vary significantly depending on uh, the age of the, the student, you know, they could be working for 15 minutes at a time to maybe an hour and a half, um, but it should not be a full six and a half hour day for students. That's not realistic. We're also expecting to see that um, students will have, uh, you know, um, their different learning needs, interests, and abilities um, varied because of the choices that we're providing with distance learning. Um, it will be independent work. You know, that's another thing that has become a realization for for many is that you don't have that one-to-one support, um, you know, keeping a student on task or, or answering immediate question that they have, you know, our teachers will certainly be available um, throughout the day um, at designated touch points, but um, not maybe what they're used to in, in the regular class setting. So we're focusing on the quality, um, not the quantity of the work that the student does every day. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that teachers will be available for students uh, throughout the day, and I'm a little bit more curious about how that dynamic is going to work. Our teacher, you mentioned they'll have specific times, or will this differ from teacher to teacher? Yeah, it will definitely differ from teacher to teacher. Um, you know, not every student is going to start, um, you know, their their learning at the same time as other students in their class, just because of the, you know, the structure of what it might look like in their house, um, as well as just the the learning style of the students. Um, so, you know, um, what you can expect from a, a teacher is that you would, um, you know, there will be times that the teacher may be calling or emailing. So some designated time for those conversations to take place or that communication. Um, if the students are accessing uh, digital learning online, then there'll be times that the teacher will be available online for a lesson or questions. Um, There'll be some time uh, that will be designated for students to do some independent reading or to do some read aloud time, you know, as part of their day. Uh, There'll also be suggestions for different activities and games that will help 
you know, foster that understanding of content or learning. And then there'll be an expectation for um, obviously activities or work to be completed. Um, but we're hopeful that uh, people will see this again as a, you know, a connection to the ongoing learning that they've had in their, their school year. Um, and also an opportunity to have some creativity, some, um, you know, different engaging exploration for, for our students and their learning. So how do students and parents get help with technology if that's needed? So we are um, working through all of that. Um, you know, we are not a district that has uh, um, adopted the one-to-one uh, technology model. I know that there are many other districts who have that. We have been working toward that in the last couple of years. But um, what we're doing right now is, is first and foremost trying to determine what those needs are within our school communities. Um, we have a, a large population of families who have completed a survey that we sent out. Um, in that survey, where they're identifying that they either need technology um, devices to do online or distance learning, um, or they need connectivity um, because they do not have the internet connectivity. And so what we've, what we've done is we've um, identified uh, communication to families who filled out the survey and have those needs, and we're working to to deliver those devices to them or distribute them to them um, this week for the families who told us that they would like to receive technology to participate in uh, distance learning. And so that's the first phase of the work. If families were not able to complete that survey or they had challenges with that, um, um, they can certainly go back on to the survey website and, and fill that information out. Or we've been reaching out to them, um, you know, through follow-up conversations if, if they let us know that they were having challenges with the survey. Of course, there are other services that the school district provides for students, like mental health support. So talk about the mental health support offered for students who would normally receive that service while school is in session. Yeah, so I think this is a strength of Minneapolis public schools is really trying to ensure that we're meeting, you know, the whole um, whole aspect of the needs of a child, you know, the social, emotional, uh, academic, the well-being. And so what we've done is we've set up um, services for families. There's a, a mental health support line, which is available from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Um, we are offering that in multiple languages. And, um, you know, families can call um, 612-767-4158. And the service will link with students, families, and staff to a therapist and um, ad- perhaps additional resources depending on the needs of the individual. Um, and so if, uh, there is an interest for that, um, you know, families can reach out to that, that phone number. And like I said, we have, um, been doing that for some time now in the last week and a half, and we're averaging anywhere from uh, five to six calls a day, uh, where people are requesting services and support. And we recognize that that's not an easy conversation for people to have, but it's a, a very critical need and one that, um, we definitely want to make sure that we're supporting. Uh, for our students and families uh, during these really challenging times. You've also been providing meals for not just students who attend MPS, but any any student under the age of 18 in Minneapolis. And that's going to change slightly. You're, you'll still provide meals, but the delivery system will change a little bit. Will you talk about that? Yes, we have been providing meals. In fact, um, on Monday, we distributed uh, more than 19,000 meals to um, our students and families in the Minneapolis area. Um, we've been very fortunate to have, uh, you know, um, a number of outstanding employees who are supporting not only our meal distribution, but our childcare, more than 200 employees in Minneapolis public schools, 
are you know out every day um, completing those services that are so critical for our community. Um, what we have been doing is we've been focusing uh, primarily on distributing meals at locations every day. Uh, we had identified sites and we're now shifting to a, a model which will allow for weekly meal pickup uh, for families and students that would consist of uh, uh, boxes containing 10 meals per student. So you can get one week's worth of two meals per weekday. At um, We'll have roughly 50 um, sites that will be identified. And so we're in this transition phase right now. And starting next week, we'll have um, that in place. But we've been very, again, fortunate to be able to provide this service based on the number of uh, outstanding employees that we have who have been able to prioritize their health and safety first, um, and then our our um, just dedicated group of people uh, coming out every day that from our our um, culinary wellness food service people to our um, our educational assistants, our ESPs who've been helping out in the distribution of those meals, to our bus drivers who've been transporting them, and then just a number of other uh, our administrators have been showing up to help out as well. We're just very fortunate to have that level of support and service from our employees. Superintendent Ed Graff, what more would you like to say, or is there a special message you'd like to get out to parents or students right now? I just want to, again, uh, thank everyone for their support during this uh, unprecedented, uh, you know, challenging time for all of us. There's a lot of uncertainty. I know there's a lot of anxiety around what um, what is going to happen. And even as we roll into this distance delivery model, there's still, you know, um, some unknowns and appreciate your support and patience of allowing us the, you know, the, the opportunity to learn along with you. This is not something that anyone could have anticipated. And so we're doing our best to be responsive, uh, to meet the needs of our, our students, our staff and the community. And we just also encourage people to to give um, permission to themselves to, to step back, you know, as we, we still want to do what's right and we want to uh, do the best. Um, we also have to recognize that we're not going to be perfect and we need to take time for ourselves and our, and our self-care so that we can, we can be there for um, everyone who's going to need us in the days to come. So I uh, appreciate everyone's support. We have a lot of employees who are doing great work in helping with the food distribution, the, the child care services. I also want to acknowledge the partnership that we've had with the Sheridan Story. They've been a great partner and um, supporting you know families with uh, needs beyond what we can provide, as well as uh, Kids in Need organization has done a, a great job of providing school supplies. And so what we're able to do is we're able to coordinate the distribution of those supplies when families come to pick up the educational packets um, and the meals. And so really have seen a great benefit to, to our families to get some of those, you know, basic school supplies to keep the, the connection to learning going and happening in, in the homes. Minneapolis Public Schools Superintendent Ed Graff, thanks so much for chatting today. Thank you.